Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 196. Next level achieved. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, who first recorded his voice on a cassette tape when he was only six years old, Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here. Thank you so much for joining me here in session 196 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I hope your 2016 journey is off to a great start. And speaking of journeys, we have a great one to share with you today, an incredible story with a lot of great advice for helping you build your brand and level up your life. We are talking with Steve Cam from nerdfitness.com, the author of the brand new book, Level Up Your Life. Steve and I have become good friends over the years, and I've just admired what he's been able to do with his business, and we share similar origin stories. You know, we both started in and around the same time. We both started by monetizing with an ebook when we started to monetize at all. And we've both been able to build these massive fan bases. And just the level of support he gets from his audience, his amazing community, which he calls the Rebellion, uh, is just incredible, very inspiring, and, and something I look up to as well. So I look forward to, sh- to having Steve share his story with you along with all the tips and advice. And we're gonna dive into his book too and what that's been like and uh, all that other great stuff that Steve always brings to the table. And so without further ado, here is Steve Cam, the owner of nerdfitness.com and author of Level Up Your Life. Here we go. What's up, everybody? I'm so incredibly excited to welcome Steve Cam from nerdfitness.com to the show today. What's up? Pat, what's going, what's going on, dude? It's always good to talk to you. Dude, always good to talk to you, too. And we were just talking right before recording here. I had asked you when you started your blog, and that was when? I started in January of 2009, and I think I actually written my first blog post like November, December, just before that. So at the very end of 2008, beginning of 2009. Okay, well, Smart Passive Income started in the end of 2008, and here we are, we're launching a book at a, right around the same time in our journey. This yeah, is like, so crazy. I wrote, a, I wrote a book, and it's done, and people can buy it, and it's like, it's a, it's a thing. That's I'm holding so this thing, to me. your book. 
it's so weird to me. It's uh, it's really cool. I mean, you and I were we were both talking about how crazy excited, but also nervous we both are. And by the time people are listening to this, Steve, it'll be a day after the launch of your book. So hopefully there's at least two or three reviews of your book at that point, And hopefully we can get you a few <laughs> two, more. Two, one of which will be my mom and the other <laughs> will be somebody else, um, you know, masquerading as my mom or my mom masquerading as somebody else. Like if you see a review from Luke Skywalker that gives it five stars, then it was probably my mom. Right. No, but or maybe it was Luke. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the crazy thing is I know you're not going to have just two. You're going to have a gazillion because you've built over time the most amazing community that I've heard. You've placed yourself in a very competitive space, which is the fitness space, but have niched yourself so well within that, that you've become the quintessential example for niching down in an, in a crowded niche. Every time I talk to people and every time I'm at a conference and everybody talks about niching down, Steve Cam always comes up <laughs> and how you've been able really? to- yeah. That's oh, cool. absolutely. I'm going to start going to more conferences, I guess. It'll be, it'll be good for my self-confidence. Well, you, you've been so busy lately, and I would love to start at the beginning in terms of even before you bought the domain, nerdfitness.com, like who were you, what were you doing, and how did you, why did you start this? So long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Such a nerd. Uh, I, uh, I grew up in Massachusetts, and as a, as a young kid, I kind of lived a, a dual existence of a, a kid that loved video games. You know, I grew up, I felt like I kind of grew up alongside Link from The Legend of Zelda. Uh, so I'd, I'd play these video games, but then I'd go out in my backyard and, and act out scenes from the game or make my own bow and arrows and, and create tree forts and, you know, try to stay active. Mm -hmm. So I spent most of my, most of my younger years uh, both playing games and being active. And as I got older, games got more and more complex and the stories got better and the graphics got better and I had to use less and less of my imagination. And I found more and more of my time kind of got sucked into uh, these games, specifically a game called EverQuest, which is like this online uh -huh. online uh, role-playing game, very similar to World of Warcraft, but even nerdier and, and more uh, old-fashioned. So uh, that, that kind of got me through high school and... Uh, played that through all of high school, all of college. And fortunately, while playing these games, I also started very basically uh, learning how to get fit. I, you know, in high school, I got cut from the basketball team. So I was like, I'm going to go to the gym and get fit and come back next year and I'll show that coach that he never should have cut me. Well, fortunately, I was, uh, I was actually quite terrible at basketball <laughs> and had, had no business being on a basketball court. So, but luckily, as I got cut, that, that was the kind of the catalyst that called to action for me to, to take my fitness a little bit more seriously. So although I still played quite a few games and that occupied a significant amount of my time, I also spent years stumbling through trying to learn how to get in shape. And it wasn't until after college that I had moved to San Diego and started to get, uh, got, a, got a regular job and signed up for a gym membership and they gave me a free personal trainer session out there. And I was like, dude, I've been training in a gym for six years. I know what I'm doing. And they're like, it's a free session. Just take the take it. You know, why not use it? So mm -hmm. I went and worked with a trainer, and the guy uh, completely changed how I trained. Completely changed my diet, and I had more success in like thirty days than I had had in my entire life. So I light bulb goes off in my head. I'm like, man, if I'd spent six years making all these mistakes, and then I I, I could get to this solution, there have to be other people out there like me that don't have six years to to lose. So I started to learn more about health and fitness and started reading and researching and learning and I uh, was still dumping a significant amount of time into video games. And then like many of us, uh, probably listening to this podcast, I stumbled across Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Workweek. Mm -hmm. And he talked about creating an online business or community and 
taking a social group you're a part of and something you're good at and combining the two. So at that point, I had spent enough time training. I had gotten myself in decent shape. I had helped some other people. But I also built computers. I had still dumping you know, tens of hours into video games. And I thought, like, what if I just helped nerds that were beginners at getting fit? I Googled nerd fitness. Nothing popped up. So I bought the domain nerdfitness.com. Nice. And then ever since then, you started just to talk about things that you enjoy, right? You were doing yeah. fitness and kind of combining your love for video games too. Yeah, and it's funny. At the time, you know, eight years ago, if anybody had, if I had asked anybody, fortunately, I didn't know anybody else doing internet stuff. When I started, I was like, I just, I just want to help people. And I want to talk to them in, in the language that makes sense to me. And I want to do it in a way that I'm excited about too. And for me, that was simple. I was like, man, I grew up playing these fantastic role-playing games where you create a character and you start out small and weak and through the course of training and fighting and questing and adventuring and leveling up, your character gets bigger and stronger, faster, happier, uh, wiser, whatever. And I was like, I just love that idea. So I think right when I started, the tagline for Nerd Fitness was Level Up Your Life, um, which is the name of the book that, uh, that was just released. So... Yeah, the whole concept was built around the idea of kind of like gamification of life, taking the same games, books, and movies that I loved as a kid, and instead of using them as an escape, which is what most people do, I think, use, using them as an escape to kind of escape from a life they're not truly excited about, mm -hmm. instead using them as inspiration and motivation to get fit, uh, to start living living out the things that you've, you know, only been dreaming about through the eyes of a character that you've read about or that you've played at as a game. Right. I think that's why it works so well because nobody talks about fitness in that sort of way. And a lot of people who are in your audience aren't really able to make a connection with other people in this space because a lot of the other people in this space are very much about just the regiment or bulking up or, you know, all these other things that, sure. you know, aren't very exciting or attractive to somebody who is a nerd and plays video games all day. But there is definitely a need there. And so you've been able to really tap into that niche. And at the beginning when you started, what was it like? Was it quick to take off or did it take a, a little bit of time? <laughs> it was bad. Well, to start, when I bought the domain, I think in 2007. So I bought the domain oh, wow. in the summer of 2007. And remember, I didn't launch it until January of 2009. So I actually sat on it for a good eight months before I even like considered thinking about it before I even considered like launching anything. I think so I a lot of people for, can relate to that. <laughs> sat on it for a lot of months and then I got a personal trainer certification because I assumed nobody would take me seriously on the internet unless they had a piece of paper that told me I passed a weekend training course. Uh, <laughs> so I got pers I got a certification as a personal trainer, eventually learned that nobody cared. They really just wanted to get results and learn them from somebody, learn how to get those results from somebody that spoke their language. So I started writing articles and I did it in the exact wrong way. I looked at every other fitness website out there and saw that they were posting five times a week and they were short articles because, quote unquote, nobody has the attention span to read a long article. And so I started by writing five short articles a week while working the full-time job. And I did that for about nine, nine months. And in nine months, I had 90 email and RSS subscribers. I don't even know how many email subscribers I had because I didn't even build an email list. I just used Google FeedBurner. All right, and, right. Uh, and that, I mean, I, I used that for like a year and a half until I finally was like not cheap enough to spend the 20 bucks to get AWeber 
and uh, but, which is which is comical. Like I was wasn't willing to spend that money, even though I was dumping all these this out this time into it. Mm-hmm. So it took about nine months until I stumbled across a mutual friend of ours, Pat uh, Adam Baker, who had run a company called Man Versus Debt, mm-hmm. and he wrote an article that was called How to Not Suck at Blogging. And I read the article and realized I sucked at blogging <laughs> and I had to completely change how, you know, the, the themes of my articles didn't change, the, the type of content didn't change, but how I was presenting it to my community changed. So I went from five articles a week to two articles a week. They went from short to very long. I started putting Lego photos in each article because I grew up playing Legos along with video games, playing with Legos. And I just injected like my kind of... I don't know, the Steve Cam humor, like, I, I met somebody yesterday, or recently, uh, who was like, hey, man, I've, I've been reading your site for forever, and it was great to meet you, and at the end of the night, they're like, you know what, you are exactly what I expected. And I was like, that is fantastic, and like, we've never met before, we've never talked before, but just by reading my content, they were like, they, they felt like they knew me, that they knew how I would be in real life, so... I just injected my personality, nerdy metaphors, Lego photos, and like the things that nerd fitness is kind of known for today uh, because they just felt right to me. And I, I stopped trying to be like those other fitness sites and kind of carved my own path and was like, this feels right to me and this feels more exciting. And I think this is going to help people, the type, help the type of people that I'm interested in helping. And as soon as I made that, that switch, things kind of started to take off. Yeah, I mean, I think that switch was critical. I made a similar switch in my journey in terms of just injecting more of my personality too. And I remember specifically reading a lot of your articles even before I knew who you were and very much enjoying the content and feeling like we would be able to get along really easily when ah, we would too be- Too bad it never worked out. I know, hate- right? Like I hate your guts right now. Uh, <laughs> but like there's one article I remember, I have it up right now. It's called The Definitive Guide to Bacon. <laughs> and this was a this was a few years back, and uh, just the way that you add these little elements that make it so nerdy but so good at the same time. For example, uh, in this article, you write, "However, there's more to bacon than meets the eye, like transformers, but with pigs." And we get a lot of questions like, and then so on and so forth. It's just those little things matter so much, and, and they just make me smile. They're making other people smile, and you know what? They're going to turn a lot of people off too. Yep, but sure. that's not who you're targeting, and I'm curious to know have you dealt with anybody or have struggled with that uh, wanting to please everybody versus pleasing your people totally and that is i think one of the biggest problems a lot of people probably uh, most probably struggle with uh when you're thinking of building a business you want to try to you're like oh well, you need to get the most customers possible so i should appeal to the largest number of customers to give me the greatest possible chance of helping those people i went about it a different route like Again, I think if you go to Nerd Fitness right now, it still says I am not a fitness expert on my about page, even though I've been doing this and studying this and living and breathing it and helping thousands upon thousands of people get fit. I still consider myself a, a somebody like everybody else. So when I started, instead of trying to appeal to the greatest number of people, I was like, I want to I want to talk to my people. Like I want to talk to the people that speak this language, that feel like they're part of something special, mm-hmm. and. I remember it was just about a year and a half into starting the site. People asked me, or you know, I was thinking like everybody was just kind of interacting with me via email or via blog comments, but they weren't interacting with each other. So it was like, man, if this is going to become something, like we need a community and we need a name for that community. So we launched uh, Nerd Fitness Message Boards, and I was like, hey guys, if we're going to have a community, uh, and we're building something here, us together. Do you guys want to build an empire 
or do you want to start a rebellion? Uh, thinking of the obviously Star Wars, mm-hmm. and all the responses came in like, "We want to build a rebel, or we want to uh, start a rebellion." And the more I thought about it, and I think I googled like the Rebel Alliance logo, and from Star Wars, and realized it was very similar to what the Nerd Fitness logo had already looked like. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh man, this is perfect! Like we're gonna go with the Rebel Alliance color schemes. We're gonna call ourselves the Rebellion." And uh, and then I wanted to come up with like things that were important to me, and kind of a way for people to qualify themselves whether or not this was something they were interested in. Mm-hmm. So we call it the Rules of the Rebellion, and it's a list of 10 things that we stand for as a community and as a group of people. And it's like, hey, if you can go through this list of 10 things and nod your head, we'd love to have you. And if you go through these 10 things and think we're stupid, cool. Uh, this probably isn't for you, and go somewhere else. Like We get plenty of emails from people saying, like, hey, Steve, uh, love the idea of nerd fitness, but wish you would do things like this. And I'm like, well, I appreciate the feedback, but we're going to keep doing things this way. Or Mm -hmm. somebody's like, this is stupid. Why would you gamify the workouts? I just want to learn about push-ups. I'm like, "Uh, well, that's what, like, we're building a backstory for all these things. And like, this is what we do. So if this isn't for you, that's fine, man. Go out there and find the community that, that, that is for you. And although it's terrifying to turn potential customers away or potential community members away. Mm-hmm. I think it really galvanizes those that are that do check off all 10 boxes and it makes them feel part of something special and gives them a chance to take ownership of it. And that's what I, I think that was a, truly a turning point for for Nerd Fitness when it went from Steve in a blog to a worldwide rebellion of 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 nerds that are helping each other get fit and have taken ownership of what this community can become. You know, I have two Nerd Fitness t-shirts. <laughs> and I wear them all the time because they're very comfortable. They're so comfy. And every once in a while, I get people who come up to me and we start talking about you. <laughs> That's it's so pretty cool. darn awesome. And I, I was saving to share that with you until now. But thanks, man. That's um, so that's so neat to me. Like seriously, the fact that it, this is all just still like so exciting to me. If I, I remember the first time I ever saw a guy in a nerd fitness T-shirt, I was on a bus in Portland. And like the next bus wasn't coming for an hour. But I saw the guy walking down the street. So like I jumped up and pulled the emergency thing. Are I jumped serious? off the bus and almost tackled the guy. And he, he thought I was like trying to assault him. I was like, no, 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 man. I just, I love your shirt. And he's like, no, that he's like, cool, thanks. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm the nerd fitness guy. He's like, oh, Steve, I love your site. <laughs> like, and then I had to sit on the corner and wait an hour for the next bus to come. But I was so excited about it. And to this day, anytime I see anybody in a nerd fitness shirt, like, I run up to them and tackle them. I was like, can I get a photo? They're like, uh, yeah, okay, Steve, this is, this is weird, uh, but okay, sure, why not? So uh, the fact that you run into them and they, they, that's, that's so cool to me, man. Yeah, I mean, you've created an amazing community, like I said, incredibly supportive, who go out of their way to help you and, and share you and spread the word about the rebellion and, and what you do, uh, which is why I'm sure this book is gonna be a massive hit for you. And I'm, I'm very excited for when it comes out. Uh, or again, like I said, it had already come out at the time that people listened to this. But you also do a few other things with your community too. Actually, a, a large number of other things that you do to enhance the experience that people have with Nerd Fitness. Can you talk about some of those? What some of those things are? Yeah, my my favorite thing is essentially my opportunity every year to act like a giant child and relive my my days in summer camp. And that is called Camp Nerd Fitness, which takes place every year. Uh, we're doing our third year will be coming up this September. Uh, it takes place in Clayton, Georgia. We take over this beautiful corporate retreat up in the mountains of Georgia with like waterfalls and a lake, rock climbing walls and ropes courses. 
We bring in 15 instructors, and it's a four-day, three-and-a-half, four-day event uh, with 300 to 400 of our you know, most passionate nerd fitness community members. And they learn anything from parkour to cooking and from, you know, there's uh, costume parties and martial arts and team building ropes course activities. And, you know, we actually had this past year, we had an entire quest system built out where guests, you know, uh, campers had to complete a series of quests in order to earn certain merit badges. And if they earned all of the merit badges, they earned like a super secret merit badge. And we had people up until like midnight the last night, like trying to cross certain <laughs> quests off so that they could earn all of the badges. And it was like, it's just, it's just a fun celebration of what nerd fitness stands for. It's, you know, like I said, a really supportive group of people that are not afraid to make fools of themselves if they try yoga for the first time or try tricking or parkour and fall on their fall on their butts. Uh, everybody's laughing and having a good time. You know, for a group of people that are naturally very introverted, it's kind of cool to see them all come out of their shells and dress up in costumes and just have an absolute blast with it. So, the first year we did it was certainly a risk. We weren't sure if anybody was going to show up, but I had to cut a giant check. Uh, a full 12 months in advance before the camp even happened. So I was like, you know what? I just, I think there's something here. There's something powerful with this community. And I want to see what can happen when I get us together in person. And uh, it, it was the greatest weekend of my life. That first weekend, I remember driving home from camp and just crying my eyes out for like a good six hours. Like, I can't believe we pulled it off. And I can't believe that happened. And uh, it was so much fun to watch these people just have have a blast. So that's probably the thing I'm most proud of uh, is taking this nerd fitness online community and bringing it out into the real world. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been following along with uh, Camp Nerd <laughs> Fitness through a lot of the Instagram accounts that I follow who uh, were campers at, at your event and it just looked like a blast. I'd love to attend one We one had day. a good time. Um, nerd fitness is also a business. It is. And can you talk about how you're running it as a business. Sure. Uh, so when I started, I had absolutely no idea how I was going to make money with it. I had stumbled, after I had started, you know, I found Tim through, through Tim Ferriss's four week week, I bought nerdfitness.com and wasn't sure I was going to turn it into a business. And then I stumbled across Chris Gillibo and his free ebook called 279 Days to Overnight Success. And he talks about how he had written articles and then kind of polled his readers and asked them what they wanted. And then he would build kind of products around what the audience was interested in. So I was like, maybe I'll just do that. So I started uh, with just writing articles, like I said, for about 18 months. And then eventually actually quit the day job, even though I hadn't made any money yet, but had, had, a, had a really strong plan in place and then a really strong backup plan in place as well. Kind of, uh, if if nerd fitness didn't actually take off or work, but I spent um, the, my first month after I had quit putting together an ebook which had, I think it was like ten to twelve different you know six month workout programs mm -hmm. and diet advice and a whole diet strategy and sold it for I think it was like twenty nine bucks or thirty nine bucks and just hoped I could sell a few of them to kind of prove the proof of concept and because I had been working on the site for over a year and a half and had built up a, a decent sized audience, I sold enough of them to buy me a month or two of income. And from there, it allowed me to grow the audience even more, which brought in more sales and then freed up my time to, to create a second ebook and actually ended up doing three ebooks that we uh, survived on as a company for 
a few years until 2013, I believe, when we launched the Nerd Fitness Academy, which is now this online course. So it's got a one-time fee, Mm -hmm. but it's an online course with a gamification elements mixed into it where you can create a character. There's quests to complete to to level up your character. Um, So we actually took the eBooks down, moved on to the Nerd Fitness Academy. So now we have what's called the Nerd Fitness Academy which is like your basic, you know, if you're your first six months of your fitness journey, we're going to take you through the entire process and give you missions and quests to complete so that you have a path to follow. We also have Nerd Fitness Yoga, and then we have Camp Nerd Fitness, and now we have this book, Level Up Your Life, that hopefully introduces a whole new group of people into, uh, into the nerd fitness community. I love it, and I do want to get into the book, but before that, I have to ask you, what was your backup plan? Who backup plan was to well at the, I had already cut all of my expenses to the bare minimum. I think I was living on like six hundred bucks a month, maybe mm-hmm. six or seven hundred dollars a month. So in addition to the the very very low expenses, my backup plan was to become a barback or a production assistant. So I was living in Atlanta at the time, and I actually did pick up some odd jobs after I had quit just to just to help kind of pad the 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 bank account a little bit. But mm-hmm. I, uh, my my production assistant claim to fame is I spent two nights from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. painting the soundstage floor for Drake's music video back in 2000 and I think it was 2000, 2009. Yeah, I walked in and there was this 50-yard soundstage and my job was literally just show up at 1 a.m. and paint the entire thing white and then come back the next day and paint the entire thing black. Wow. <laughs> That is a cool story. And I can't remember the name of the song, but like when I watched that music video, I was like, yeah, you see that floor? Yeah, I painted that. What's up? (laughs) I'm I'm wondering if, because I've seen his latest video, which is all, yeah, you used to call me on your cell phone. (laughs) Yeah, it was a set like that, but it was from 2009. So yeah, and I pushed soundstage equipment around. I uh, picked up jobs with the company I'd quit, actually hired me as a contractor to do one thing. So like I had some backup plans and I was like, nerd fitness is it. I don't know how it's going to work. But this is what I'm meant to spend my life doing. Like I'm helping people. I love it. If this ebook doesn't sell, then maybe I'll try the route of advertising or, you know, I was a certified trainer. So it's like I'll get clients in person, mm-hmm. but I will do whatever it takes. As long as I can make more money this month than I am, than I'm spending, like I don't care if it's $1 more, you know, if I'm barely, barely treading water, if I can find a way to do that, then I know I have something. And at that point, all I need is to scale it. So fortunately, the ebook sold well enough that it bought me like a month or I think it was like two months of income. So then I could spend those two months just focusing on scaling the business and growing and getting more people into into signing up for the email list, which then brought them to the ebooks and things like that. So now it's a little bit more complex. People come in from different avenues. But back then it was like, I have an email list. I have an ebook. I'd love for you to check it out. And if not, okay, I'll figure out something else. But this is this is what I'm going to be doing, and this is the community I want to be a part of for the rest of my life. That's cool. I love it. And you are making change. I I am just remembering a whole number of of articles that I've seen that uh, you have posted that are really just featuring a lot of the community members and highlighting their transformations. And you actually have you know the side by side before after pictures of them, which is so clear and cut in terms of what you've been able to do for them. So. Con- Literally, congratulations. And I love the way that you're actually featuring and highlighting them too. I think that just gets everybody excited and pumped about their journey. Thank you. Yeah, it's, I've, I, I want Nerd Fitness to be something that, and has wildly already surpassed my expectations for what I thought this could become. But I knew if it was going to become something, it, it had to be about something more than just me giving, passing out advice. And, 
for that, I wanted to highlight members of the community that had transformed and and bring on team members that uh, could present a unique perspective on on a topic, something that you know I I personally couldn't couldn't give an accurate opinion on. You know, whether it's mm-hmm. uh, we have a member on our team, uh, Stacy Artisan, who found Nerd Fitness through one of my Legend of Zelda articles, and then fell in love with the idea of strength training and picked up a barbell and then completely transformed her life. And she actually now works full-time for Nerd Fitness and writes occasionally. Uh, she At Nationals this past fall, she deadlifted 406 pounds, I think, or 407 pounds. And she weighs about 150 pounds and looks like wow. every woman wants to look. So it was pretty cool to be able to share those stories and present this kind of contrarian view of how you're – encouraged to get in shape like you don't have to spend all day on a treadmill and starving yourself like you can get fit in the way that speaks to you and for me that strength training pat i know that's for you you do you run marathons and half marathons and and love it we have other people that do parkour or martial arts so it's become a really diverse community of people that are now segmented into like warrior guild and scout guild and whatever depending on which training archetype they fit into so it's it's been fun to to kind of diversify the community and make it about way more than just me i love that and you said that this woman who had gone through this amazing transformation who deadlifted 406 pounds which is amazing uh she works full-time for you how big is your team and how has it grown over time yeah we now have eight full-time people eight w2'd employees at level up enterprises is the (laughs) name of the company um what do they do they do a little bit of everything. We have uh, a product developer, so somebody that was kind of like helped us develop the academy and yoga. We have Stacy who does operations, um, and Baker is our product developer. Baker from Man vs. Dead. Yeah, I, I heard he's working I, with you now. That's I awesome. I stole him. I stole him and convinced him to come work uh, with me at Nerd Fitness, and that's been a really, uh, really great experience. And then I also have Lauren, who I used to work with. This is really funny. My job in Atlanta. Uh, she was part of the team that hired me there and she told me that she almost they almost didn't hire me because they weren't sure if I could write <laughs> <laughs> and now I recently stole her and now she works full-time with me at Nerd Fitness and she leads up the events part of Nerd Fitness so the book tour Camp Nerd Fitness and we're looking to expand what we can offer as far as in-person nerd fitness experiences. Uh, we also have Taylor, who is our managing editor. He helps me edit content and, you know, gather those success stories, recipes, uh, if there's any guest posts or things like that. Then we have a uh, designer named Daryl, who, and if you see it, anything on nerd fitness, uh, we actually have some really fantastic character drawings for depending on how you want to train and any site design stuff, that's Daryl. And then we have Alec does our, um, Alec does our programming. And we have Noel, who is our, both chef correspondent, so she writes a recipe a month for nerdfitness.com. And then she's also our customer service or rebel support specialist. So, so it's cool. uh, crazy. I started, I was like, I just wanted to do like the solopreneur thing. Like, I'm just going to start a business and I don't want to hire anybody and mm-hmm. I'll do it all myself and travel. And I did that. I spent all of 2011 living out of a backpack and traveling around the world and crossing a crazy number of things off of my uh, bucket list, aka my, I call it my epic quest of awesome list because I thought that sounded way nerdier than bucket list. And I came back from that and I was like, you know what, I, I want to turn this into a business and I want it to be something that uh, endures and sticks around and continues to help people long after I'm gone. Uh, and I want it to become something powerful and, and really 
kind of put a dent in the put a dent in the universe from a from a health and fitness and living a healthier life perspective. And so it started small and just you know I brought somebody on part time and then a second person part time and then made one of them full time and then a second person full time and then really kind of ramped things up in the past year and a half or two years as I was writing this book and as we were developing more products and building out this whole character creation completing life missions and leveling up system, I knew I couldn't do all this stuff by myself. And if it was going to look as cool as it did in real life as it does in my head, then I would need a lot of help because I don't know how to program anything. <laughs> I'm a, a less than stellar drawer and uh, all these other things that I have amazing team members that can pull off. Uh, I am not good at 99% of the stuff that they're doing. So uh, it's been really helpful to have some other people that are as that are as excited about nerd fitness and this community as I am. I think that's really awesome and actually a very important lesson because it's something I had to learn recently is that I had to essentially become CEO of what I do. For a while, I was just a scrappy entrepreneur like you wanted to do everything myself. And now that I've been building this team alongside me who really believe in what I do and, and are, are wanting to serve the audience in the same way that I do, it's enabled me to serve my audience even more now, which was always the purpose. And so I've learned that finding a team like you, you know, your guild to work with is, uh, is extremely important. It's helpful, man. It is really helpful. And it allows you, like you said, it allows you to do the things that only you can do. And there are some things that you think only you can do. And then you hire somebody and they do it way better than yeah, you were doing totally. it. You're like, oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I wait that long? <laughs> now let's talk about your book. When did you start writing it? And was it always a part of your mission to create it? You know, when I started writing articles for, for this, for the website, I assumed someday far down the road that I could put a book together. Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, my whole journey started with a book, you know, the four, the hour, four hour work week was my call to action and it transformed, got me started down this path to transform my life. So I, I think in the back of my mind, there was always a book that I wanted to write and I wasn't sure what it was. And I went years and years by and, you know, I had been approached by a number of people that were like, Hey man, you know, you have this great side in a big community you should just take your best content and turn it into a book or take like, you know, nerd fitness and just make nerd fitness the book. And I just didn't get excited about it. I was like, I've been writing all this content online and, uh, you know, videos and these other things. Like this seems like a better medium for that particular type of advice that I'm providing. Mm -hmm. But I do want to write something. And I wasn't sure what it was until I, you know, realized that, that I had been truly living my life like a video game. You know, I had taken this, my bucket list and gamified it. I had transformed the world into my video game world. I was the main character in this game or main character in this adventure story I was trying to build. And I had missions to complete. And anytime I completed a certain number of missions, my character leveled up. And I think that resonated with a lot of people that had probably gone through a lot of the similar things that I did. And that was, you know, I wasn't truly happy in the, prof the profession I was in. And I was consistently using games and books and movies and spending, you know, going out and drinking too much or whatever it may be, like spending too much time doing these things uh, to escape from a life that I, I wasn't excited about. And I thought, and as I, as I developed nerd fitness and this concept of leveling up, I thought back to these, these games that I used to play and the games that occupied all of my time and thought like, what are like the behavioral psychology reasons why I'm getting hooked on these games? Like, what is the you know, there's, what is the science that is going into why I'm hooked in these games? And what if I can take that science and apply it to my own existence and I can use those things to level up 
my my own life. And that involved traveling, volunteering, becoming financially independent, learning to play a musical instrument. Uh, I actually learned to play the violin while I wrote the book. I was watching you do that. (laughs) As a testament to like, it doesn't matter what you're looking to learn. If you put a decent system in place to set yourself up to win, it doesn't matter how bad you are when you start, like you can make consistent progress. So the violin was like my, you know, I I was like, not only only am I trying to run a company, but I'm also writing a book and I'm going to learn to play the violin at the same time. So at least show like, hey, look, like this stuff, this stuff works. And I wanted to share this, this concept of gamification, nerd fitness, the rebellion with a wider audience. So I approached uh, a friend of mine who had a book agent probably about three years ago. I was like, hey man, I I think I got it. I think I finally have the idea I want to write this book about. I want to kind of tell my story, but I want to share stories of my community. I want to tell people how they can use those same games and books and movies as education and inspiration instead of just as an escape. So we bounced ideas back and forth, and I spent probably a good six months working on a book proposal. And then in February of 2014, I think is when I finally, you know, finished the, finished the proposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started shopping it around to publishers, and we went back and forth. And I think I signed the book deal in May, April or May of 2014. So they gave me about a year to write it. And then there was another six to eight months of back and forth and whatever. And then it came out. So this is truly like a two and a half to three year odyssey for me from initial idea of, okay, I'm ready to write a book to where I am right now. That's crazy. I love it. That is a long time. (laughs) Why uh, go traditional versus self-publish? I'm curious. Mine's coming out self-published. Great great question. I don't know. I think I just wanted the challenge. I wanted to, I knew there were certain doors that would only be open to me if I went the traditional published route. And, and that, that may or may not be true as, as, as things move forward. But I, I wanted to get nerd fitness in front of a wider audience and kind of take it, you know, I, I feel like we've been hiding kind of diligently working away in, in like our little corner of the internet for seven years now. And we have this giant email list but by and large like we're still pretty unknown i think outside of this this internet space and i just i've seen how much nerd fitness can help people and and how it has changed people's lives and i just think there's a it's like a net positive the more people i can get this in front of the more people can decide if this is for them or not and if they do decide it's for them i know it will make their lives better so I love the idea of just being able to walk into a Barnes and Noble and pick up a book. Like that is so cool to me. And you know, somebody that had walked into a bookstore and bought the Four Hour Work Week and had that book change my life, I'm hopeful that this book can have a similar effect on at least one other person out there. And if I do, hopefully it's more than one. But if it's at least one, uh, then I think I'll have done my job properly, and uh, you know, consider this a, a success. Okay, maybe not one copy. Maybe I need to move a few more than that. <laughs> well, you have three reviews already, remember? <laughs> right. Although two of them could Thanks, have been. Thanks, Mom. Wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. That, that That is so awesome. What were some of the challenges you were facing or had faced while writing? Company growing pains were probably the biggest ones. Uh, I had no idea how to be a leader of a company or an owner or a manager I had done everything myself for so many years and had only been a, an employee prior to that. So to suddenly have 
a group of people that could help me do things, but to make sure they were in the right seat, doing the right things, and making sure I was giving them the tools and support that they needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of tough. Like I, I built a team, and then I was like, okay, guys, every morning until 11 a.m., I'm going to write this book. So don't bother me. Uh, <laughs> I got the book done, but we definitely had some struggles as a company. And there was, you know, last year, the earlier part of last year, it was tough. I remember certain days where I was like, geez, is this building this company, is it, is, is this, is this worth it? Like it's, it's frustrating. It's challenging. It's the pressure is a little bit higher now that I'm having other people, other people learning things and uh, other people that I'm now responsible for, right. uh, what do, you know, is this worth it? And after a few days and as we kind of turned a corner as a company, I learned how to be a better manager and a better owner and a better CEO. There was a better opportunity for me to, I think, make those decisions and step away and, and, and do the things I needed to do and let them do the things they needed to do. Mm-hmm. So it was a challenge, man. But uh, I think we, we emerged as a much better company, a much better team, the community's stronger, and we're now set up in a way where, the company is very well diversified and properly structured and and built for growth, which is exciting. Which is exciting. I love that. I've noticed the change. I, I remember what it was like before the uh, previous redesign, and it's just definitely gotten more solid in terms of just the overall uh, how everything just fits with each other now. And it's I think, tough, right? <laughs> yeah. But to get to that point is ooh, it's rough. It is. It is very rough. But there's always great stuff on the other end of those challenges, as we know, uh, through video games and, and life. And <laughs> if, if you wanted to share maybe a little bit of, of, of the book, uh, you know, knowing who my audience is, obviously, we know each other, you know, uh, of the SPI audience. And, you know, is there one particular section of the book, if they had to choose only one that that would be most helpful to them? And what, what, what lessons could they learn from it? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, there's there's a chapter where I specifically talk about, yeah, I think the matrix, and it's this concept that I I think you're anybody could be familiar with, but it's we're trying to live this existence where we're like cramming our free time into like the before and afters for a day job that we're not happy with, and like we then come home from a day job we're not happy with and drink a case of beer to forget the day job, and then. We stay up too late playing video games and then we wake up the next morning kind of hungover and we need to drink a pot of coffee to get to work, whatever. It's like it's the system is broken. Like We're trying to fix these things and we're trying to operate within this matrix when in reality it's like take a step back and look at the source code and look at like what is truly important to you and then kind of restructuring your, your existence around, around those things. So for me, I, I was tired of, I wasn't very good at being told what to do. And I wasn't very good at, uh, I didn't want to have to go to a specific place and do something. So I had to kind of rewire and re-engineer my existence so that I could have that freedom mm-hmm. to, you know, like you say, you know, develop you know, smart passive income to free me up to do the things that I wanted to do. And once I made that decision, it made it a lot easier for me to say no to certain things, to cut out certain spending habits, to cut out video games, to cut out going out on certain weekends, because I now had like this alter ego version of me, like the superhero version of Steve Cam. By day, he was a, you know, a average paid marketing assistant at a, at a, at a company. But by night, he was a rebel leader of nerd, of the nerd fitness rebellion, (laughs) and he was helping people get fit. So I got to like, I kind of had to reverse engineer and kind of break free of this, this, 
these things that I that I had initially imagined were 100% true to me. And that was like, well, you have to do this and you have to do things this way. Nerd fitness was kind of breaking the mold of the fitness industry. The business I built was breaking the mold of the traditional employment opportunities. Uh, me traveling around the world broke the mold of what a vacation was to me. Uh, and all these things were done with a very specific like kind of hacking of this matrix uh, in mind. So I think it's a good place to start. Um, there's there's other chapters specifically on kind of building a bat cave to help you succeed. And by that, I mean, if there's something you've always wanted to accomplish, be it learning a language, starting a business, writing your first book, because we are such products of our environment, once you understand kind of how your brain subconsciously like deals with the things around you, if you can hack those things and develop them and and rearrange your 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 desk, rearrange your office, rearrange your house, rearrange your office, whatever it may be, um, rearrange those things so that they help you succeed, you're gonna be far better likely to or far more likely to actually pull those things off. So let's say you want to write a book for the first time. You're listening to this podcast, or you go to Smart Passive Income and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna make my first ebook. I've already started a blog. I've already followed Pat's, you know, build a better build a build a blog course, whatever. Um and I feel good about it. I signed up for Bluehost or whatever. I'm good to go. But I, now I want to make my first product, but I can't seem to find the time to do it. It's okay. Well, identify where your time is going. See if you can block certain websites. If you need to cancel your cable, if you need to put your TV in your closet, if you need to set your alarm to get up at 5 a.m. and put it across the room next to a glass of water that you throw on your face first thing in the morning, like whatever you need to do to set yourself up to succeed the more steps you can take kind of ahead of time to build that bat cave, very similar to Bruce Wayne uses his bat cave to make his life better, you're going to use your bat cave to improve your chances of succeeding at those things that you're trying to do. So if it's writing a book, it might be downloading a program like Scrivener that allows you, that shows you like this little progress bar for the number of words you need to write every day to reach your word goal. Um, very similar to a gamification element there. Mm -hmm. If it's learning a language, it's, converting every prog every program on your computer into that particular language and speaking with a native speaker from day one. If it is starting a business, it's maybe it's setting money aside automatically from your bank account to put it into your savings fund towards your business cushion. But it's this whole concept of building a system around you, removing the need to use willpower because willpower is such a finite resource. And we don't realize it, but every time we have to tell ourselves no on something that is instantly gratifying in order to get ourselves to do the thing that is delayed satisfaction, we use willpower. So if we can minimize the willpower, uh, minimize the use or the need for willpower mm. and structure ourselves in an environment to succeed, we're going to be far more likely to write that book, to build that business, to start saving for that trip, to run that first half marathon, to... Play violin. Playing the violin, right. Exactly. So for me to play the violin, I... Every, I'd come home from practice every day or once a week and I would never uh, I'd put it down and I'd go around the corner and I'd wake up the next day and I'd be like well I have to take it out of the case and I have to tune it then I have to rosin the bow and I have to do this other thing like I don't have time to do all that so I just you know I'll practice later when I have time <laughs> don't, yeah when I have time quote unquote mm -hmm. so what I did after that I realized that I was I was making up this excuse to myself I came home from violin practice and the first thing that I did was I walked in the door, I put the case on the counter, and I opened it up. I already knew it was tuned because I just took it from the violin, just took it from my violin class. 
I bought a $10 violin stand on Amazon.com, and I put the violin in the middle of my living room. So every time I got up from my desk or went to the kitchen, went to the bathroom, I'd have to walk past it. Mm-hmm. And because I saw it every day, sure enough, I would, I'd be like, oh, you know what? I can just pick it up and play for a song or 30 seconds or two minutes. And making like that one change of spending the 30 seconds when I got home to open it up and spending the $10 to put it in the middle of my living room, I went from practicing zero hours per week to probably five to 10 hours a week. And my skill improved rapidly over the course of like two months compared to very minimal progress over the previous six. Awesome. And we could see video of you playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's videos that if you go to uh, levelupyourlife.com and just click on like book extras, I think it's called. Um, but you can see videos of me like when I started to uh, some some of the videos along the way to, to where I am now. Very cool. Steve, th- thank you so much for all this, all the inspiration and the time you've taken to, you know, create all this amazing content to build your amazing community and, of course, write your book too. Where can people get access to uh, the book if they want to check it out? Yeah, just go to uh, levelupyourlife.com. Uh, I think it's available in Barnes & Nobles all over the country right now too, which is pretty cool. So uh, either call your local bookstores or go to amazon.com. Uh, or if you want to learn more about the book, there's like a sample chapter and uh, book information. And you can even, even if you don't buy the book, uh, you can create your own nerd fitness character and your epic quest list, assign experience point values and start leveling up as you cross things off uh, at levelupyourlife.com or nerdfitness.com. Love it. Very super proud of you, Steve. I'm so, so thankful that you are in my life and here to inspire oh, me. You. And, uh, you know, that you, because of you, I get stopped on the street uh, <laughs> because I wear a nerd fitness shirt and stuff. But, uh, dude, I can't wait to see how this book does. Everybody check it out. Levelupyourlife.com. And uh, thanks again. We'll check in with you uh, in the future. I can't wait, Pat. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Cheers, bud. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Steve Cam, the author of Level Up Your Life, which you can get at that URL, levelupyourlife.com. And you could also check out Steve at nerdfitness.com, of course, and maybe you're in the rebellion already, or you can join up with a rebellion and uh, join forces with making change in this world through both fitness, health, and mind. So Steve, thank you again for coming on and sharing all of that, and I look forward to seeing how your book does. And again, everybody, go ahead and check it out, Level Up Your Life. I hope you've been enjoying the free podcast content here. I'm really excited because it's one of my favorite things to do, and I know a lot of you have already taken action from the content that you've listened to on the podcast. And if that's you, congratulations. Just keep going, please. It's one of my favorite things to see. But I also know a lot of you, and a lot of you have been telling me that you've been wanting more. You've been wanting additional information, some accountability, some hand-holding along the way. And so depending on what it is that you're looking for, what I would recommend is actually go to smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. You'll see the courses that I'm offering there that are paid courses, but they're there to help walk you through certain processes. Depending on what problem you have or what issue or what thing you're trying to solve, go there, check it out. You can see if there's a course available for you and where you're at in your business right now, whether you're just getting started and you just want to make sure you have all the right things in place before you actually devote a lot of time and effort into something. There's a course for you there. For those of you looking to get started with a podcast, there's stuff for you there. And there's going to be more courses there in the future. And how do I come up with those ideas for the courses? They come directly from you. So thank you for all telling me how I can help you better. And if you have ideas for more courses that I can create for you, just hit me up on Twitter, at Pat Flynn, let me know, or uh, use my contact page on smartpassiveincome.com. But again, check out and see what's available, smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. That will be continually added to over time, so check it out. Thanks so much. I also wanna mention that I have a book coming out, as I mentioned on this episode with Steve, and that book can be found at willitflybook.com. 
and it's about how to test your next business idea so you don't waste your time and money. You know, there's a lot of books out there that are great in terms of finding inspiration for an idea to build a business about. There's a lot of great books out there on how to build your idea. But this book, Will It Fly, is the missing link in between those two because once you get an idea, well, how do you know if it's actually gonna succeed or not? And that's what this book is about. So go ahead and check it out. Go to willitflybook.com and I look forward to hearing what you think about it and uh, you could pre-order it if this is before the time it's launched or you can even check it out now if you're listening to this in the future. Again, thank you all so much for your support. I can't wait to serve you not just through this book, not just through the podcast here, but everything else I have planned for 2016. My goal is to make it your best year and hopefully you're approaching your business and your audience and serving your customers in the same way too. So again, until the next podcast, thank you so much for your support. I appreciate it and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.